A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word, that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them, until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for the by their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. sisters, that as we have rejoiced at the nativity of our Lord Jesus Christ, so by leave of God's mercy we announce to you also the joy of his resurrection, who is our Savior. On the 22nd day of February will fall Ash Wednesday and the beginning of the fast of the most sacred Lenten season. On the ninth day of April you will celebrate with joy Easter Day, the Paschal Feast of our Lord Jesus Christ. On the 21st day of May will be the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
On the 28th day of May, the Feast of Pentecost. On the 11th day of June, the Feast of the Most Holy Body and Blood of Christ. On the third day of December, the first Sunday of the Advent of our Lord Jesus Christ, to whom is honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. As I mentioned at the beginning of Mass, I am a Redemptorist Father. Now that means that I belong to an order called the Congregation of the Most Holy Redeemer, or for short, we're simply called Redemptorists. Now, those of you who are familiar with religious life might know that the Church has certain requirements before anyone entering religious life can take their first vows. And this applies to anyone in religious life, whether it be a priest or a monk or a nun or what have you. And probably the most important of these requirements is what is known as a novitiate year. And this is a year that generally falls about midway in the overall formation process for candidates. I typically refer to it as kind of a year of religious boot camp. But it is a year that is spent largely in isolation, prayer, and study, typically in a secluded area. In the case of the Redemptorist, the year is spent at a place called Villa Redeemer, which is one of our monasteries just outside of Chicago. Now, in my own novitiate year, there were 19 of us. And among the Redemptorists assigned to our novitiate as staff was a Redemptorist brother named Tom. Brother Tom had been a Redemptorist for over 50 years, and he was in charge of the grounds. Now, this was no small job as the monastery sits on 30 acres. Now, along with all the usual tasks of maintaining such a large area, Brother Tom used to take particular delight in setting up the outdoor Christmas manger scene. And this was no small job because all the figures involved with that manger were pretty much life-size. Now, he would typically set up the manger and the Holy Mother and Joseph and all that on one side of the grounds. Then on the other side of the grounds, 
he would place the three magi. Beginning with Christmas, every day, Brother Tom would go out and he would move the magi a little bit closer to the manger so that on this day, Epiphany, the three wise men would arrive just in time to adore the child Jesus. Now, before I go on, I might mention something. At this point, we were, well, let me put it to you this way. We began our novitiate year on August 1st, the feast day of our founder, St. Alphonsus. By the first part of January, we had been there for five months with little to do other than be quiet, pray, and study. Typical of Illinois, it was cold, snowy, and dreary. It had been that way for well over a month, and there was no end in sight. To say we were as bored as bored could be would be to put it very mildly. As you can imagine, we were looking for absolutely anything that would give us a break from the monotony of our routine. Now, even today, I am not sure which one of us came up with the idea, but we decided to bring a little bit of mayhem into Brother Tom's world. We began to get up at night, sneak outside, and move the Magi back from wherever <laughs> Brother Tom had placed them. On a couple of nights, the Magi even set off in the wrong direction. <laughs> On one night, they even ran into an avalanche, and all three were under the cover of snow. Now, just in case you are wondering about what eventually happened, after about a week or so of this, our novice master called us into his office and suggested that the Magi continue unhindered on their journey. <laughs> and I can report that in spite of all the obstacles, wrong turns, and all the misfortunes, Villa Redeemer saw the three wise men arrive at the major in time for today, the Feast of the Epiphany. Now, as we think about the ordeals faced by the Magi at my novitiate, perhaps this might be a good time to reflect upon the real Magi and their journey. Admittedly, it is very unlikely that the original Magi would have encountered very many snowstorms in the Middle East. Yet, in today's reading, we hear that they ran into their own kind of trouble. Not only would they have had their own share of wrong turns, backward steps, and other obstacles, but they had to deal with Herod. 
and as scary as a bunch of really bored redemptorist novices might be, I'm quite sure that Herod would have had us beat. Yet, in spite of all these things, not unlike the Magi at Villa Redeemer, the wise men remained determined to stay on course and continued to follow the signs until they came to the child Jesus. Now, perhaps in all this, it is not too difficult to see our own personal search for Jesus in the search of the Magi. The Magi left the comfort of their homes to set out and find the light of Jesus. In many ways, it is the same for us. Then and now, the search for the truth has always involved leaving the comfort and security of previously held views. It requires leaving behind what is secure to face the unknown. It requires courage, determination, hope. Often, the journey is long, and the pathway is lined with failure, doubt, and confusion. Nevertheless, hopefully, we all seek and desire the freedom and happiness which can only be fulfilled when we experience the presence of God. The Magi did not set out on a whim. It was not a spur-of-the-moment impulse. They set out determined to find the child Jesus. And, as with the Magi, in our own desire for Jesus, we too look for signs to lead us. Signs to tell us when we have reached our goal. Sure, we too have our share of wrong turns, backstepping, and even the occasional snowfall. Yet hopefully, we persevere. Hopefully, we continue to seek out and follow the signs. Hopefully, we too find the baby Jesus. Now, we do not necessarily understand exactly who were the Magi. Some traditions make the Magi out to be astrologers or magicians. We are all aware of the tradition of falling, calling them the wise men, or even the three kings. What we do know, however, is that the Magi represent traditions and people outside of the Jewish world. They came from the distant east in their search for the king of the Jews. The point of the story is to show us that not only does Jesus reveal himself to those already chosen, 
but to others of the world as well. We understand from the story that God reveals himself in any number of ways. There are, in fact, many kinds of epiphanies or life-changing experiences when it comes to interacting with God. The Magi found God in a stable, in the person of the child Jesus. Hopefully from this, we ourselves see that Christ is encountered in the most unusual and varied places. He can be found in the smile of a child. He can be found in the painful expression of a person sick in bed. He can be found in the bitter tears of a person facing adversity. He can be found in the happiness of a newly married couple. In short, whenever we encounter others, when we look into their eyes, we understand that we are gazing into the eyes of Jesus. And when we meet other people, though we may not have gold, frankincense, or myrrh to bring them, we can still offer them the treasure of the presence of Christ in us. My brothers and sisters, in revealing himself to the Magi as a baby, Christ shows us that he not only comes to everyone, but that he will often come in ways in which we might never imagine. He reminds us that we follow him, not just for our sake, but also for the sake of others. Scripture tells us that the Magi came, worshiped the baby Jesus, and then left to tell the good news of Jesus's presence in the world. This, feature, this feast teaches us then that our faith is for the sharing with others. For God calls us not only to seek out his son, but to show his son to all those who we meet. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.